In a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie and you're listening to Some Kind of Brown, a podcast about mixed and multiracial life, current events, and ways to build the best life by a southern girl who's trying to figure it out for herself. Hello again, beautiful people. Welcome to the second episode of Beyond the News, which is really part two of August. There was too much that happened in the second half of August for me to not make a separate episode. As far as what's happening in the Bahamas, yet another fatal police shooting and the interracial marriage venue rejection that have happened recently, I will be touching on them in September's episode. Because I'm not reporting on the news so much as reacting to it, I hope that will be okay with all of you. The response in the first episode was so good, and I'm glad you guys seem interested in this. I just wanted to let you know that I see what's happening, they are important, and I'm not going to ignore them. I'm going to start with some updates from the last episode and then get into the newer things that we've been covering, but first of all, I want to be a little blunt. I tend to be careful when I'm talking about issues that I know are sensitive. These Beyond the News episodes are about my honest reactions and concerns regarding the news, so I'm going to speak my piece. Last time, I wasn't sure about how I wanted to address things. I was very careful. It was more news-centered than opinion-centered. I don't want to offend, but I do have opinions. That's what these episodes are about, and I'm open to correction if I'm wrong about a situation or talking about these things more. If I want to create an honest space, I have to give myself the opportunity to share my honest thoughts. The world is crazy and talking about these issues that affect us is cathartic both for me and for you, so just a heads up. Our first update from last week's episode is about the shooting in Dayton, Ohio. We talked about the shooting that happened on August 4th, 2019. And there's only one real update that I have, and I'm a bit torn about whether or not I should talk about this. My girlfriend and I talked about it, we went back and forth, but because the news is so widespread and I was not aware of the situation when I recorded, I'll give this update. I'm 100% not in favor of outing people before they're ready, but one of the victims in the shooting was reported as the sister of the shooter, Megan Betts. Later, news came out that he was actually a trans male who had not completely come out yet. That's why I'm a little bit hesitant. The only reason I decided to include this is so that he will be known in death by what he was realizing and didn't have the time to fully explore in life. To a small group of friends, he was Jordan Kofer, C-O-F-E-R. I'm not sure but he is no longer here to speak for himself, and I think this is the least that we can do for him. This next update isn't so much of an update so much as a continuation, and I'm talking about the situation between South Korea and Japan. From my very limited understanding of trade, which is like almost nil, things are only getting worse. All I know is that both countries have removed the other from their trusted trade partner lists. South Korea is no longer sharing intelligence with Japan, and the standoff is continuing. I unfortunately spoke way too soon about the situation. I thought that at one point it looked like things were going to get better, but things have continued in this downhill pattern, unfortunately. Personally, this worries me because we don't have the capabilities of delicate 
diplomacy in the U.S. and we have inserted ourselves into both of these countries by maintaining military bases and interfering with a lot of what's going on there several times in history. We have these military bases in these countries for peacekeeping reasons, of course. I really hope that the situation doesn't escalate further because Lord knows if the U.S. decides to stick his nose into the situation and by the U.S., you know who I'm talking about. The situation is so volatile. These countries have a history and I really don't want to see things go any further south. There are actual people at risk and it's very concerning to me. Talking about people being at actual risk, our next update is on the situation with Kashmir, India, and Pakistan. I am so upset about this next segment, and I've been thinking over a lot of these things and how I wanted to discuss them. With this update in the next story, we're going to be talking about cancel culture, the idea of separating art from the artist, and the responsibility of having a platform even when you're not a politician. We're also going to be talking about how the focus can be taken away from the actual victims in situations. I was hoping that what was happening in Kashmir, India, and Pakistan would be kept to posturing, and I want to preface this by saying that I have no stake in this situation, understand that there are incredibly strong feelings, and this conflict is not new or lacking in complexity. My concern continues to be with the people of Kashmir stuck in between, Let's get real though, things are getting nasty and people talking about the situation are getting equally nasty. We have loyalties and incredulity and all the feelings intertwined and it's understandable that people are upset. I'm upset, but before we get into that, I need to add a correction. I didn't know this at the time, but there's an agreement not only between Pakistan and India regarding Kashmir, but China is also involved. Basically, as I understand it, Kashmir is supposed to be the only Muslim Indian state and have some degree of autonomy. However, India has dispatched an occupational force now and has violated that agreement by revoking the status that Kashmir had. There have been protests that haven't resulted in casualties, to my knowledge, but there has been instances of police brutality in the way of tear gas and pellets being fired at protesters. As I said in the last episode, I am seriously concerned about the people in Kashmir, and while no one has died, we all know what happens when police respond this way and the dangers that can come out of it. We've seen these things happen in the U.S. in the last few years. This is not a good situation. Here's the problem, though, or one of the issues I had regarding this situation. Priyanka Chopra tweeted the phrase, Jai Hind, which very loosely basically means Hail India. There was no context given in the tweet, which has led to way too much room for interpretation. Priyanka Chopra is an ambassador for UNICEF, so I understand the frustration. She's a person of influence with a very large platform and is taking a side. She's supporting her country. I am not a very patriotic person, I guess from the American understanding, which is very extreme, so automatically I'm biased. I don't understand supporting your country when they're doing something extremely dangerous and unjust, but I'm a little bit confused about the timing and intention here. The tweet was posted earlier in the year regarding another conflict from what I've seen, and I don't understand why this is going to become the hill we're all dying on right now. An online social media activist named Aisha Malik 
said that she wants the focus to be on the people of Pakistan, but I almost feel like Priyanka Chopra is being used, or Priyanka Chopra Jonas is being used in this situation. She was called out in an unrelated space, and Malik was trying to bring attention in a way that I don't see as productive. There are people calling for canceling Priyanka Chopra Jonas, just like the actress Lee Yifei that we're going to be talking about later. If it were my country and a massive celebrity supported the police after another event of police brutality, I would be just as disgusted. Will I cancel them entirely? It's very possible that I would, depending on how they showed support and what they said. At the same time, we're talking about celebrities and not politicians. Yes, Priyanka Chopra Jonas should be careful and encouraging peace. Was I disappointed in her? Absolutely. Do I know for sure that she's encouraging a nuclear war and the potential loss for life in Kashmir? No. I don't think she responded well when she was confronted, but I don't have the same level of expectation of response as I would out of a politician who always has to be ready to respond regarding things happening in the country. Again, this is debatable because she is an ambassador for UNICEF. But really, like, why are we focusing on her response, whether it was good or bad, instead of focusing on the people in Kashmir who are being oppressed, there's a very real threat against their lives, and there are other ways we can bring attention to what's happening to them. I'm not canceling Priyanka Chopra. I'm also not supporting her response. But I am upset that Jai Hind tweeted months ago is being used now to cause sensationalism in order to gain attention for a very real potential for violence. That is just my understanding of the situation and what I'm seeing. I'm sure not everyone is going to agree with me, and I might not have all of the information, and I'm open to talking about it. I'll never support someone saying that they support violence, but I'm not sure that's entirely what's going on or how the story is being used. I seriously, seriously hope the situation in Kashmir can be de-escalated and that we can bring the focus back where it belongs. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking about Liu Yufei. I'm probably butchering her name. I'm sorry. I'm not very good at Mandarin, but Liu Yufei is the actress in the upcoming live-action movie Mulan and is facing harsh, harsh criticism for her support of the Chinese police. Unlike in the situation with Priyanka Chopra Jonas, Liu Yufei was very clear with her intentions. She called out the people in Hong Kong and their actions. She stated that she knew people were going to come against her. My opinions on this situation, as far as the influence of an actress and how much weight we should put on it, is a little different this time. Here's why. A few years ago, Ziyi, the youngest member of the current darlings of the South Korean K-pop industry, twice, got in trouble with mainland China. I swear this is important and relevant. The members of the group were doing a broadcast, and since they have members from three different countries, all the girls had little flags of their country of origin. The broadcast was just a fun little thing to connect with the fans, something that a lot of K-pop groups do very frequently, and Ziyi committed the horrible crime of holding the flag of her country, Taiwan. It was really awful and China dragged this poor teenager, who I think at the time was like 15, 16, through the mud. They put so much pressure on her and her company that this, again, teenage girl was forced to make a video in Mandarin apologizing for holding the flag of her country. 
If you don't understand why this was such a big deal, it's basically because China is really petty about Taiwan being its own country. That is extremely reductive. I'm not a journalist, but I hated watching this unfold. And that's what's going on, to be honest. China threatened a teenager and her career for supporting a country they no longer have control over, much to their annoyance. And I wanted to keep that in mind for Liu Yufei. I'm not excusing her actions. She is a naturalized American citizen, but I've seen what it's like when you speak out against mainland China as someone of Chinese descent in actuality or as far as they see it. There's also been, unsurprisingly, a ton of propaganda coming out of mainland China saying that Hong Kong wants to separate and become independent as well. Some people may want to, especially after the violence they faced. I wouldn't blame them, but what they're protesting for is democracy. Again, what makes me upset is that this has hijacked the conversation instead of focusing on the massive, massive amount of people who have gathered and are trying to fight for themselves despite police brutality. The fact that they're fighting so hard is heroic in my opinion, and I wish this was more at the forefront of the conversation. People coming together to fight for themselves and speak their mind against injustice is kind of a theme for this episode. We're going to talk about Sudan. This is another new issue that we haven't talked about before. If you listen to the conversation I had with OT and KT about what's happening in Kenya and Sudan, you know that I have a little bit of knowledge from talking to my brother who was deployed to this area a couple of years ago and was in the last group of troops to pull out of Sudan. Just like in Kenya, there's terrorism, and the government is just not taking care of their people. So people are protesting. This time, this was a student-led protest, protesting food and fuel shortages. Can we talk about how fucked up that is? They are literally having to protest for food. And the response was even worse. Paramilitary forces killed six people, including five students. And the response? Schools were shut down. OT said how disillusioned he felt after the terrorist attack in the mall in Kenya and the response in the government. And despite the fact that I'm not Sudanese, I can't help but feeling that same frustration. I don't know how many more people have to die or how worse the situation has to get before real change happens in Sudan, but I'm worried about the people at the forefront of this. I am not a huge fan of military occupation or so-called peacekeeping forces, however you want to say it, but I still don't understand why we pulled out. I understand politically, but if their government isn't going to protect their own people who are protesting out of very justified outrage and frustration, who is going to help them? I'm not saying that the U.S. should be the global peacekeepers. I'm just saying that as a country, as a world, we need to be concerned when there are things going on in other countries and their own governments aren't taking care of them. So I'm going to end this episode with another situation that is extremely near and dear to my heart. I've been following the protests in Mauna Kea for about five years, I think. I've signed so many petitions, and I genuinely thought that this situation would be over by now. The whole problem is that the government has allowed scientists to build what was just supposed to be an observatory or a telescope and is now going to be a huge campus all on the sacred land of Mauna Kea. For so long, no matter the weather or the response of the police, people have gathered and peacefully protested the building on Mauna Kea. 
This land is sacred to the people in Hawaii, and through the arresting of elders, through the destruction of their flag by police officers, through complete and utter disrespect, the people have maintained the peace and dignity of their protest. Other indigenous groups have visited and shown solidarity. Celebrities are helping keep this issue in the spotlight as well. Those celebrities being two actors, The Rock and Jason Momoa, who even brought his children. There have been other locations and countries who have offered land for this project that would be even better spots for the telescope, but I can only assume that they're being stubborn as hell about it. By they, I mean the people in charge of the project and the government. I have links for a page to follow on Instagram called Protect Mauna Kea that has been amazing at keeping people updated and has a link to the website where you can do things to help. Okay, I know this episode was a lot. There's so much going on in the world right now that has happened in the last month that if I tried to talk about everything, I'd be blue in the face. For these future bonus episodes, I'm going to be asking you who are listening what you want to hear about as well. Again, since I'm not a journalist, my focus is going to be on giving my opinion on culturally significant or strain from current events and sometimes telling you what we can do to help. I'll be trying a few ways to see what's most important to you. For example, surveys on Instagram or Twitter polls, or a post that you can comment with segment suggestions. Be sure to follow me at Some Kind of Brown on Twitter, Instagram, and either our Facebook page or the private Facebook group so that we can keep these episodes relevant to the topics that we all care about. In the meantime, feel free to send me a DM or email me at somekindofbrown at gmail.com with your suggestions as well. Happy stories are also more than welcome. Let me know what you think about these issues, whether you agree with me or not. Check out the links in the show notes for where I'm getting my information. There's a lot going on in the world again, and it's so crazy. I just want to ask that you do what you can to contribute where necessary, but also be sure to take care of yourself. It's easy to get sucked into the negativity, and it's good to know when to step back. It's okay to step back sometimes. Like I said, it's heavy and there's a lot going on. That being said, we can also admire the strength and beauty of people standing together trying to bring change in the face of opposition. Hopefully, I can say in September's episode of Beyond the News that things have improved. On that note, I will see you later with a regular episode and I hope that you find these conversations helpful. Thank you to Purple Planet for the use of their songs Love Life and Meltwater. I love you guys, and I'll see you later with some more Shades of Brown.